0: I'm very excited about today's call, but before we, be, we begin, we have Jessie Ledoux, our queen of coaching with our product of the week. Jessie, tell us about the new product that you've discovered.
1: So long, thick eyelashes are always in style, and today we have all the trends with the eyelash strips, with the eyelash extensions, but sometimes we just want to keep it really simple and use basic mascara, but we want our mascara to pack a punch. So I have discovered Grande Mascara. It is unbelievable. It provides instant, extreme volume and length. And it actually includes a lash boosting ingredient, which conditions your lashes so that they stay healthy and long and voluminous.
0: Well, I I, I know Alicia and she actually gave my wife, Renata, some of this and so Renata after using it for several weeks she works at a hospital so she went in and her fellow nurses was like oh my gosh your eyelashes are getting longer did you get extensions and it was like legit because of this it was the only difference that she did and somebody said she told her friend she's like no uh, my husband's company pageant planet and he knows this girl she gave me this product called grande lash and her friend was like oh my gosh I have friends that use Grande Lash. They totally say it works and they love it. And like, where can I get some? And she was like, well, you yeah. know, and she told them. So anyways, that's the, the story that I've had with that through my wife. I don't personally use it because mascara and guys, it looks weird on me. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, lashes though, I mean, they're awesome, right? I mean, when girls are sitting in interview, et cetera. So tell us like from a coach's perspective, like you are, what's the value of having really long, luxurious lashes?
1: Well, the value is it just makes your eyes pop. And again, for appearances or for the interview component, while well, you're right in front of those judges, if you're in those younger age divisions or you just don't feel comfortable using lash strips, that's okay. This mascara is perfect for you. It will coat it so beautifully, so fully, and just make your eyelashes flutter so that when you are talking with someone that you meet in an appearance or you're talking to a judge, it will just make them uh, they might draw all the attention to your beautiful eyes. This mascara comes in black and it also comes in brown. So if you end up loving it and you want to use it for everyday wear, um, the brown is a perfect alternative. It's a little bit more subdued as well. Or if you're just a super light, natural blonde, that brown will make sure that it looks seamless. It looks natural without being too over the top.
0: Now, I mean, does this just go on just like normal mascara? There's nothing fancy to it. You just put it on like you would put on anything else every day.
1: So, yes, the application is exactly the same as normal mascara, but I wouldn't necessarily call it normal mascara. Uh, Like I said, it has that lash boosting ingredient within it. It's called Grande Lash MD. So it's like what the doctor ordered for your for your eyelashes. So it goes on just like a normal mascara, but it has so many added benefits with the patented formula that's included.
0: Awesome. And how much does it cost and where can they get it?
1: So you can get it at shop.thepageantplanet.com and it's $29.99, which is right along the same price point as those high quality um, beauty bar mascaras. And it has just as much, if not more of that high quality beauty
0: ingredient experience. That's awesome. Jesse. thanks so much. Thanks. Welcome to the Pageant Planet Podcast, where we help you succeed in pageantry. Now, here's your host, Stephen Roddy. India Williams was crowned Miss California USA 2017 on December 4, 2016. She is a junior at Loyola Marymount University in Los Angeles and is working on her bachelor's degree in business entrepreneurship. After graduation, she plans to attend law school and pursue a career in contract law. India is very passionate about youth mentoring, specifically in the field of entrepreneurship. She currently volunteers with an organization called the Incubator School, which is a mentoring program that teaches middle school students how to successfully build and run their own startup companies. She also has, a volu- she also has volunteered closely with another organization called the Samburu Project, a nonprofit dedicated to providing clean, safe drinking water to communities in Kenya. In her free time, she is currently learning to speak Mandarin, Chinese, and even a cast member on Cycle 22 of America's Next Top Model. Wow. So, India, <laughs> welcome to the call.
2: Hi, Stephen. Great to speak with you this morning.
0: Absolutely. So, I, you know, Miss California, USA, it's known for its vast numbers and its highly competitive nature. Yes, so before- definitely. Definitely. I mean, it's awesome that you were able to walk away with the crown, but competing in a big pageant like Miss California USA, you really have to like work to stand out with the judges, which, okay, obviously you clearly did. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) with, With so many delegates, how did you stand out in interview?
2: That's a great question. You know, like you said, uh, California is a large state and we had nearly 130 contestants this year in the Miss Division. So um, in regards to the interview, something that um, I, a trick that I like to do is really keep the interview upbeat and positive at all times. You know, even when the judges are asking you a tougher question that may be more um, serious or a heavy topic, I really try to put a positive outlook or a positive spin on it. So um, in my interview, for example, I was asked, you know, what did I, I feel, was a pressing world issue that um, I would like to help address. And just as you were saying in the bio, I spoke about you know the lack of clean drinking water in developing nations and how I've worked with an organization that raises money to build drinking wells in uh, Kenya. You know, So any way where you can put a positive spin on something is, I think, a great way to stand out in the interview.
0: Yeah. And a lot of times the harder issues can be even more challenging. So with the wanting to bring clean drinking water to Kenya. Did you just say it with a smile on your face? Were you a little bit more lighthearted? Did you make a joke about like how Americans waste water in Kenya? They don't have water to waste. How did you keep that lighthearted?
2: Yeah. You know, again, I think being, um, smiling, making sure, you know, you have a positive look on your face is always important. And kind of like you said, I talked about, you know, the fact that I did a 4K walk with the organization and some other people in our community and how fun it was to be with people who were all working towards achieving the same goal and um, that goal being to provide water in a different community. So just, um, you know, coming together and uh, having this sort of, you know, group impact was really fun and something that I think brings a a positive spin to something that might not be so um, positive in itself. So.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Now, How long are your private interview sessions with the judge?
2: Um, They are around two to two minutes and a half. So um, very short. You really have to make sure that you get your information in very clear and concise uh, because you only have that short amount of time to get them to know um, about you. So. It's very important. So,
0: I mean, you're looking at about four hours of interview time, something like that, <laughs> or right? I mean, to get through yeah. all the different contestants that was competing.
2: You know, it's really interesting. At, at California, our pageant spread over three days. And we have the interview portion either on Friday for half of the contestants or Saturday morning before the preliminary uh, competition for the remainder. And it was really tough for me because I was representing Santa Monica this year at the pageant. And so I had my interview that Saturday morning. So it was a huge waiting game of seeing the other girls go in and just waiting for my turn to make an impact and really show them what I had to offer.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And with only two and a half minutes, what do you feel like is the key to making sure that you tell the judges everything that you want them to know?
2: Yeah. You know, I think having good communication skills are so important. You know, being able to give the judges a very uh, well-rounded picture of who you are and what you have to offer, but in a very concise, organized way. Uh, My coach at the time, her name is Kristen Bradford. You know, she was really essential in helping me break down some of my wordy answers into things that were much more manageable so I wouldn't overwhelm the judges because, you know, they've seen a ton of girls already that day. So (laughs) make their job easier.
0: Completely. And without giving away all of her trade secrets, what was the one thing that stuck out to you as maybe most valuable of how you could break down your more wordy answers?
2: Yeah. Um, I think, You know, as far as breaking things down, uh, we did a lot of of jotting down notes about just general ideas that I had. So, you know, she would say, you know, you're a student. Tell me a little bit about what you do. We would write down notes on a piece of paper and kind of really structure out little things um, that were essential parts of a bigger idea that I had. So making, you know, formal notes of things was really helpful in my preparation for the interview.
0: Gotcha. Now, you've touched on this already but mm-hmm. the mental game going into oh, this yeah. sort of pageant, all right. It's got to be so challenging.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Before I ask my, my, my real question, can you tell us maybe about some of the either insecurities or fears or just the, the internal demons that came out like during the pageant when you're surrounded by all those other beautiful women?
2: You know, that that's really interesting because I think it is, uh, especially considering that I was competing at California where there are tons of contestants. You know, it's really easy to see what's going on around you and have that um, influence how you're feeling about yourself and your own performance. So for me, you know, you kind of have to be a horse with your blinders on. You have to um, stay focused on what you came to accomplish and really um, – you know, be confident in what you have to bring to the table despite the other girls around you. So, um, those are definitely some concerns I had going into it. But having that strong, you know, mental mindset before pageant weekend was really um, important for me to achieve success along the way.
0: So, did you have some sort of internal mantra or trick that if you saw someone or something happen that made you feel less than? that you recited to yourself or that you did to make sure that you did keep those blinders on just your performance?
2: Yeah. You know, for me, I think, you know, especially, you know, before I go out on stage or any portion of the competition, I really try to remind myself of what I'm here to do and what I want to accomplish. You know, even though there are tons of other girls around you, everyone has their own goals um, in mind. And if you are, or at least for me, if I was really focused and present in that moment to do what I needed to do to be happy with my performance in the end, you know, that was really helpful for me.
0: Now, what do you feel like is the key to preparing mentally for the pageant before you even get there?
2: Ooh, uh, that's a great question. You know, I think... Uh, the key to having mental focus and security is knowing that you've done the necessary training to achieve success. You know, it's much easier to put your mind at rest when you know you've been truly dedicated to working on your skills and presenting the best version of you possible. So um, doing the preparation beforehand will really ease your mind during the situation.
0: (laughs) Did you read any books or anything that you would recommend to the girls listening?
2: Um, you no, know, I didn't have a chance to read any books. you know, I'm a student. I'm reading tons of things all the time. It's but a what was really for helpful sure. for me, yeah, what was really helpful for me was you know just the support of my friends and my family and my mentors around me, you know who were. Um, really there for me throughout this whole process, uh, helping me in my preparation and also just making sure I had my head in the game and my mind right for achieving what I was looking for um, during pageant weekend. So just reaching out to those people who are always supporting you is a great way to get that mental focus in line.
0: Did you ever have any second thoughts about competing at California USA because there are so many girls?
2: Oh, (laughs) Of course. course. It is a tough, it's a very tough pageant because the sheer number of contestants, you know, I actually competed, which a lot of people don't know. I competed for the California Teen USA title in both 2014 and 2015. And I was a non-finalist both years. So when I was, um, I took a year off to kind of grow and mature and I was really, um, it was my first year in college and I wanted to kind of just dedicate some time to that. But when I thought about coming back to compete as a miss, you know, that was definitely a concern for me was the number of contestants, but um, everyone has something unique to bring to the table. No matter if there's two girls or 200 girls, you're going to be different from them. So it's, it's important to tap into what unique abilities you have and make that shine throughout the competition, no matter how many girls you're competing with.
0: Love that. Now, did you focus on your performance only like during the pageant or did you watch the other girls as they competed on stage um, and then kind of tweak your performance accordingly?
2: Uh, A little bit of both actually, you know, um, in regards to, you know, watching other people on stage or, you know, being aware of the competition, you know, this doesn't work for everyone, but this is kind of my strategy to going into the competition, um, is I really do like to be conscious and, um, be aware of what's going on around me, you know, not necessarily changing up my routine from what I had practiced, but at least knowing what some of the other girls are doing and, um, having a good, uh, competitive advantage was really important for me considering there are so many contestants. So, um, making sure that i I'm focused on what I need to do, but also being aware of what's going on as well.
0: Yeah. A lot of that is based on your personality. I mean, yeah, yeah.
2: definitely. I, it's not for everyone. Like I said, that's just, you know, kind of been my way of handling it. And I think that's been successful for me so far. Well, so, I, I would say um, so I think it's very up to the individual. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I, would, I would say it's worked. <laughs> um Anything that you told yourself right before walking on stage, either mentally or just kind of whispered to yourself, anything like that?
2: Yeah, um I it's it's funny. I'm actually very quiet during pageant weekend. I like to uh, you know, be focused on myself when I can be, you know, calm and very dialed into what's happening. So, you know, not necessarily a motto or a phrase I say to myself, but I do kind of just like to have a moment to just sit there and really reflect on on why I'm here. So that's definitely a little pre pageant ritual that I
0: have. <laughs> that's great. Um when choosing your wardrobe, I- Did you think (laughs) about like what would stand out amongst so many girls or did you just say, I like this, I'm going to wear it?
2: Yeah, so that's a a fun question. One of my biggest, you know, wardrobe decisions for this year competing at Miss California was um, in regards to my gown. You know, I had my gown custom made by a wonderful designer by the name of Joey Gallon. And um, I remember going with him right during the process of starting uh, creating my gown to find a fabric and a color. And so we ended up going with yellow, which I was a little hesitant about. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> it's a very unique color. But in the end, you know, it just worked so beautifully with my skin tone. And I honestly couldn't have been happier with what we decided on. Yeah. So uh, that was definitely a big wardrobe Uh choice for me throughout the
0: pageant i I think the world of joey i feel like he's just an amazing human being Uh,
2: (laughs) he is he is such a sweetheart i love him to pieces he is amazing
0: (laughs) now uh, outside of wearing yellow in a sea of whites and reds or whatever (laughs) do you have (laughs) tips on how a girl can stand out from the crowd when she's on stage
2: yeah, you know, I think for me, the most important thing about standing out on stage isn't necessarily, you know, the design of your gown or your wardrobe styling or any of those things. But if I have the opportunity to watch a pageant, the girl that stands out to me is the one who looks like she feels awesome in what she is wearing. You know, it doesn't matter the clothes that are on her back. It's it's the feeling you get when you're in something that you love. And that's really what I think is um, brought out on stage. So.
0: It's kind of true in life too. I mean, when you you, yeah. you see somebody roll up at the uh, mall or the club or whatever, and they're feeling good about what they're wearing, they really do. Yeah, exactly.
2: Up. You just want to share that feeling with them. You know, it's it's like a group effort. Like I would totally want to be a part of something like that. That's great.
0: So now, yeah. for you, what's the most nerve wracking part of the competition?
2: Hmm. Uh, you know, I think. It actually is one of the strongest aspects for me in the competition, but by far the most nerve-wracking is the interview. You know, kind of like I was saying, at California, since there's so many contestants, it's split amongst two days, and being um, Santa Monica, that was S, it's uh, by alphabetically by title, so I was on the second day, very last group, and I had seen, you know, a hundred other girls go in. And just that feeling of knowing that people are, you know, making an impression and you haven't had your opportunity, I would just sit in my chair and I was literally shaking. Um, so that's very nerve wracking. But what I try to do is I really just prepared for my interview well. I try to have a printout of my judge's bio available with me so I can review the information that I know the judges will have presented in front of them when I walk in so that I can, you know, just present the best version of India possible during those two minutes. So definitely nerve wracking, but I think, uh, one of my strongest aspects. Isn't it
0: interesting that most of the things that we fear in life, those traditionally are our strongest like aspects.
2: Yeah, that's very interesting. That's totally true. So uh,
0: one of my mentors, he told me that your, um, he would always say like your biggest like success is just on the other side of your fear So whatever you're scared of, like if you just push past it, that's where you're where you'll find what it is that you're really looking for. And
2: yeah, I completely agree. I think that's been uh, totally true in my life, you know, especially when when you're so worried about something, you go in face it. Head on, and you know it's so rewarding afterwards to know that you faced something that you know maybe you were worried about beforehand. So that is so true; I couldn't agree more.
0: Yeah, and it goes with networking. I mean, the person you're scared to talk to in the room typically is like the best relationship that you yeah. will formulate, and cetera. So, um,
2: yeah, definitely.
0: Now, do you think it's good or bad thing for girls to create placement goals in their mind going into the pageant?
2: Ooh. You know, I think there are clearly, you know, both positives and negatives to creating placement goals. Uh, but I will say is I do think the good thing about having an idea of, you know, where you'd like to end up or having a goal to reach is it really acts as an, um, as an incentive throughout the competition. Uh, unfortunately, though, you know, if that goal doesn't come to fruition or you don't necessarily place um, where you may have liked to, I do think that serves as good um, motivation to keep working harder and preparing for the next competition or next opportunity.
0: Mm. Now, there can only be one winner and in a pageant with that many contestants. like What advice would you give girls so that they persevere and don't become discouraged if they don't walk away with the crown?
2: hmm. So like I was saying, you know, I competed for a California Teen USA two years and was a non-finalist both years. And I'm not going to lie. Um, I was very hesitant to come back and I was feeling very discouraged and very down about my performance. But Um, What kept me going and what made me come back and compete at the miss level was all of the experience that I I had gained from competing previously. You know, you learn a lot more about the competition. You learn a lot more about yourself. And both of those aspects are great um, to have when you're deciding to enter the pageant again. You know, it's just good to have trying it under your belt and really being able to focus on what you need to do. Um, Also, the great thing about competing at Miss California is the amount of wonderful sponsors that we have that work with the pageant. So um, like you said in the bio, I had the opportunity to be on um, America's Next Top Model, the 22nd um, cycle. And I got that opportunity from meeting one of the casting directors at the Miss California USA orientation. So even if you don't walk away with the crown, the other opportunities you could get from competing are insane. So I definitely think, yeah, that's that's encouragement to try it again. You,
0: clearly, now I, I was, um, yeah. I'm curious. You going into like as an entrepreneur major, mm-hmm. do you have entrepreneurial goals attached to your reign?
2: Ooh, uh, that's that's very interesting. And uh, I'm currently working on a um, larger initiative uh, in regards to youth mentoring. You know, something that I've always been taught in my education in entrepreneurship and also just from, you know, outside sources is that it's so important to have a mentor, a mentor, someone that can guide you along the way and kind of pass on what they've experienced to you. But the problem is, you know, it's very hard to find a mentor or find someone to reach out to. So in my process of being able to be a mentor for younger students, I'm also working on creating a program where you can have a pipeline of mentors. So a younger student being mentored by a college student who then has a professional mentor. So you kind of have this family of entrepreneurial um, advice going along. as like a little chain. So as far as entrepreneurship ventures, you know, that's something that I'm very interested in creating an organization that can pass on mentorship. Wow, that's a years. really
0: fun initiative. And keep me in the loop. Yeah, keep yeah, me in the loop you when to. you uh, when you need somebody um, in the pipeline. I- I'd be happy to participate. Awesome.
2: Yeah, I will definitely reach out. Thank you so much.
0: <laughs> okay, India, tell our listeners where they can find out more about you on um, social media.
2: Yes, so you can follow my journey. Uh to Miss USA is Miss California USA on Instagram at Miss CA USA or on my Facebook page Miss California USA.
0: India, thank you so much. Extremely valuable information. I know the girls will listen to it time and time again.
2: Thank you so much for having me, Stephen.
0: Want to ask your questions to the title holders and professionals we interview? Become a VIP girl today and get unlimited coaching from the pageant planet. Plus, ask as many questions as you'd like for only $47.